Welcome to our weekly energy update with Investec Head of Commodities, Callum McPherson. Good morning, Callum. Good morning, Anne. OPEC Plus announced a 2 million barrels per day cut last week. What will this mean for production? Well, it won't mean a 2 million barrel per day cut. Uh, and that's because OPEC Plus is probably around 2 million barrels per day behind its current target. But that shortfall is not shared out equally. I mean, some members, really Saudi Arabia and the UAE, are producing at the limits. So cuts that will be applied to them. So there's an allocation table specifying how this 2 million barrel per day cut will be implemented across members. And the cuts that will apply to Saudi Arabia and the UAE is uh, around 700,000 barrels per day in total. And that presumably will be implemented. But for the others, it's less clear. Some, even with the new reduced limits, will not need to cut at all because they're so far behind anyway. And others will need to cut somewhat But because they've been behind limits, the current limit for some while perhaps may take the view that they won't actually implement that cut anyway. So I think um, to summarise what this is likely to mean, and we should say that these cuts apply from November, is that we should see a cut of at least 700,000 barrels per day. Perhaps the cut will be a little bit more towards a million barrels per day, but we're certainly not going to get anything like two million barrels per day. Why have they done this and what does it mean for the balance of the market? Well, OPEC's strategy is usually to look at their level of inventories, and this is the thing they always refer to, and to try and add output if inventories are below the five-year average and cut output if inventories are above the five-year average. Now, currently, inventories are actually below the five-year average, so you would expect them to be adding more crude, as the Americans want them to do, rather than subtracting. But the reason they've just done this, and they said this quite clearly in the press statement, that it's a preemptive measure because their view is that uh, demand is actually not going to be as strong next year as people have thought. And consequently, they see that the risk of the market becoming oversupplied and this cut is designed to try and offset that. So in terms of the actual numbers of where things might come Next year, I mean, if we look at the International Energy Agency's last report, that indicated a demand figure for next year of a bit under 102 million barrels per day. And that compares to about 99.7 million barrels per day as their forecast for this year. So growth of just over 2 million barrels per day. The amount that the IEA estimated that OPEC, I'm just talking about OPEC now rather than OPEC plus, would need to produce in order to balance the market next year is just over 30 million barrels per day. But that compares to their output in in August of a little below 30 million barrels per day. If we add on top of that this cut, let's assume that the cut is turns out to be 700,000 barrels per day, we actually end up with a deficit in the market next year relative to the International Energy Agency's figures of a little bit more than a million barrels per day. So in order for the market to be balanced next year, we would need to revise down the IEA's demand figure from 1.2 million barrels per day, a little below that, to a little below 1.1 million barrels per day. And that's actually around the current level of demand that we're seeing over the second half of this year, we think we're going to see. So it's not necessarily too gloomy a scenario that the OPEC are preparing for. Brent has rallied back to $97 per barrel this morning. How significant is this move? Well, we're now about $14 per barrel above the lows at the end of September, so that's a pretty significant jump. But still, this does not yet break us out of the downtrend that's been in play for the last uh, couple of months. Um, We'd really need to move through $100 per barrel in order to 
to feel that we were starting to get a proper breakout of that downtrend, which we're not that far away, so this could well happen, but we're not there yet. I mean, it's one of the things to note is that speculative involvement in the market, so people just buying crude oil futures to take a view on the market, has been pretty low levels, really, over the course of the summer. And in the data we get from the exchanges, there hasn't been any signs of this changing yet. Perhaps we will start to see that changing. As things stand, that hasn't really changed. So there isn't really a great deal of conviction in investors about where oil is going to go. I suppose it's also worth noting the other thing that came out of this OPEC meeting was well, that they agreed to extend this declaration of cooperation so that OPEC plus will continue to exist for at least another year. And they announced they're going to switch back to the old system of only having two meetings per year rather than having these monthly meetings, which is a little bit surprising, really, because the monthly meetings seem to have worked quite well and things happen very quickly in the oil market. So it seems to make sense to have quite regular meetings. But they have decided to switch back to two meetings per year. The next one will be in December, and then we probably won't have another one unless there's some emergency until next summer. But that is a very long time to be trying to sort of guess what the market's going to do. We shall see how that works. And diesel prices have increased very significantly, much more so than Brent. What has been behind this? Well, the diesel market was very tight anyway. And as the market gears up for winter, particularly in Europe, where we have very high gas prices, there will be switching from gas consumption towards heating oil and diesel or heating and so on. On top of this, there have been shortages in the US. And generally, the US has a surplus of diesel and other middle distillates, which it tends to export to Europe. And on top of all that, we've had a strike at uh, French refineries, which has further tightened the supply of middle distillates. So that's why we've now had a significant spike in the price of uh, diesel and jet fuel, as you say, relative to Brent. So Brent has gone up, but uh, diesel and jet fuel have gone up a lot more. And that's because the, these, these markets are particularly tight. Thank you, Kyle. And we'll chat again next week. Thanks very much. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Investec's Weekly Energy Update with Callum McPherson. If you'd like to discuss any of the contents of the podcast, drop Callum an email on callum.mcpherson at investec.co.uk or visit investec.com forward slash commodities. Until next time, thank you.